0: Heard of them? Let's kick it. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number nine hundred and sixty-three. Veterans Day, November eleventh, twenty twenty-two. It was sixty-four degrees on this day uh, in two thousand five, and it was one below in nineteen eighty-six. And next week, I'll be telling you about the last seventy we'll experience. Oof. That'll be coming up. Today is uh, Veterans Day. I got a note from uh, Santa Bill. Uh, He also notes that he ordered uh, Liz Collin, the Liz Collin book mm-hmm. uh, on George Floyd. Uh, he says, "Please be sure to express good wishes to all veterans today." I, I am going to, he, uh, and he notes something that's not un, not unlikely. I fear that the not-too-distant future will see the end of such tributes. Hopefully, I am wrong. And he sent a picture of himself uh, when he was in officer candidate school. What a dork.
1: <laughs> what a dork. Why does he say Looked that? Look like Don Knotts. Right. Well, why does I he mean, say d- what? Does he give a reason as to why he thinks tributes well, like because,
0: this? One? Because the woke world doesn't applaud war and victory and men and
1: women fighting for America.
2: Here's today's ray of hope.
1: This morning mm-hmm. after breakfast, before we departed for Carver Elementary, my son showed me the report he did on, and I didn't even know this. my wife's uncle was in the Air Force okay. and, and he did a, an extensive report on him for Veterans Day today. So I disagree with Sam. No, I did hear great things. I I disagree, too. I did.
0: Well, that's this year. His concern is for the future. Oh, for long term. Yeah. Well. I got a great report from a school. One of the kids of a kid I used to have went to, and they had a wonderful uh, Veterans Day Mass with the uh, vets in attendance, Cool, the whole deal. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's, I do.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of woke rock stars or that you guys would call woke who uh, honor vets continuously. So, I see, I just, I don't know.
1: Give me an example. Uh, I'm curious. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen, Springsteen obviously. That's government sure? music. What else do you expect? Here we go. You know, yeah. We're eight minutes in. Yeah. We're not even eight minutes in. We're not in. even eight minutes and in. government Joe's music. His, it, he's the new, who? you know
0: what he is? He's the new ignorance. Huey Lewis in the news. It was rock and roll. I,
1: I, will I like say, Huey Lewis in the News. That was government music, too. I will no, say this, since I'm the king of the... Uh, what was that? What am I the king of? I'm the king of the irrelevant no. interrupter. Um, <laughs> thanks, I Adam. I like it. I, I like was that. On Veterans Day, I was at the Washington, D.C. site of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah. Wow. We that, just had a, a... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. No, no. I, I. It's just... It's chilling how... how gripping it is just being we just there.
3: had a large veteran concert for veterans headlined by joe walsh and members of the foo fighters cool i i you know joe walsh does it every year i'm just saying you know the, the woke isn't you know anti-patriotic
0: well, when i think of woke, i don't immediately leap to music i think more of the political class well okay think mitra Jalali celebrated veterans day today
3: that I do not know, John. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm no expert you. on... You think Ilhan
0: July. Omar celebrated it? Uh,
3: no.
1: I'm going no. I'll
3: agree with you on that one. Um, we're, we're Stacey on Abrams.
1: No. Um, what's the one? Uh, Missouri. What was her name? Uh, I don't know. They're Missouri. all nuts.
0: Who cares? They're
1: all nuts. What the heck was her name? I, I
0: made a terrible error yesterday that uh, Tom Tierney wishes to point out, and he's absolutely correct in doing oh. so. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail Hail you. During Thursday's segment discussing the Edmund Fitzgerald, you made reference to the storm system responsible for its sinking. The Witch of November, Moving East and Contributing to the Perfect Storm of Book and Movie Fame. Unfortunately, those events are rather far apart in history. When the fit sank in 1975, <laughs> the Perfect Storm did not occur until 1991. Oh. I, I should have known that. Clearly, 1991 was stuck in your subconscious as you referred to interviewing the book's author that year, the author of the book that came out in 1991. 19- 97. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I didn't
3: help by trying yeah. to add to your...
0: In October of 91, I was a freshman at MIT working in the news office rapping Inch and a half thick course catalogs in brown paper and slapping on mailing labels for delivery to prospective applicants. I have vague recollection, recollections of a nearby TV showing footage of waves crashing over roads along the shore south of Boston without recognition of the storm's true severity. It wasn't until I read the eponymous book and later saw the movie that the impact of that storm, particularly the loss of life, became apparent. The storm responsible for the tragedy off the coast of New England, what was, was known as a nor'easter. These storms tend to originate off the coast of the mid-Atlantic states before moving south and are characterized by their potent winds blowing from the northeast. While I suppose it is possible for a storm system from the upper Midwest to move east and contribute to the intensity of a nor'easter, that was not the case in 1991. Our recollections aren't always perfect. As my 90-year-old father says, the memory is the first thing to go, and I can't remember what the second thing is. (laughs) Keep up the good fight. Tom and East Union, P.S. I grew up on peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Yuck. Oh boy, that's a. To Yikes. get it right, you have to use crunchy peanut butter, make the sandwich on cheap white bread, and throw in some iceberg lettuce. I've had oh, it with lettuce. And, and he's absolutely right, but he's not adding. To me, peanut butter and mayonnaise is only uh, most agreeable on toast. Okay. I, I, I toast the bread. Then the peanut butter, then the mayonnaise.
1: How about a cooking segment in Garage Logic featuring about, the mayor? How about you go bleep yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you put the sure. lettuce between the peanut butter and sure. the mayo?
0: Stacy, the GL geologist, notes a large earthquake near Tonga. A tsunami warning was issued. It was a 7.1 mm. in the Tonga region. Mm. This is the only show in America where you get geological updates. I'll see. The hmm. only one, only one. The only show in America
1: w- w- that has a lake detective. I just, I don't know why I can't get past the concept of peanut butter and mayonnaise together. It's uh, it's it's not worth you worrying about. Yeah, because I probably <laughs> will never try it. Ever. It really isn't.
0: <laughs> uh, let me tell you something uh, to play along. Yesterday, I think we, I think we, I think we've had some good shows this week. I think we've. I think we've come across a few truisms, uh, chief among them that uh, there are many people voting uh, that really don't have a terribly vested interest uh, in the civic health of the, of the community. They're right. more worried about personal identity. and Ideology. And, and what, yep. what can be represented by them, thus the, uh, the election of somebody named Lee Finke, uh, a state legislator who has no more worth to the state of Minnesota than I do. Might be a great human being. That's not what I'm saying. But she ran uh, purely to become the first transgender person. That's not meaningful. That doesn't help us. It doesn't help some mom piling three kids into her car to get to Target to buy buy stuff. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm-hmm. And along those lines, uh, I was uh, uh, I have Nick from Costa Mesa, California, who wants me to know that uh, renters do pay property taxes? I believe I made it clear that I wasn't d- diminishing renters per se, uh, and he said that his monthly rent uh, presumably includes a portion of the owner's total property tax on their property. I would say the tenants are actually paying the property tax, not the owner. And as a renter, I am in fact concerned about my by my by my municipality and have some skin in the game, Nick, in Costa Mesa, California. I accept every word he says. Of course there are renters with skin in the game. Sometimes, uh, sometimes generalizations are fraught with danger, aren't they?
3: They really are. Yeah.
0: And I have a note from Walt Mills who said you nailed it Thursday when you spoke of candidates getting elected to represent themselves and their identities to the public instead of representing the public to the state. I used to live in District 66B, Ward 4 at St. Paul. In the last few years, there was only Mitra Jalali ignoring the middle class voter. <laughs> but now with this Finky person, there are going to be two elected fish officials ignoring the middle class voter. The non-thinkers who voted for them are delighted as they believe in the whole first song and dance. The first to do something is really special to these non-thinkers, although it accomplishes nothing in the adult world. They have no idea what the job of an elected official is really for. Make policy that matters. I'm sorry, make policy that makes life more livable for all of us. The public education I got 50 years ago told us we elect people to represent us. Do our business. I believe this is no longer true. Well, and again, a generalized statement. It's no longer true the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Uh, keep this subject alive on the podcast. We elect people to represent us, not themselves. And on that note, I got yet another uh, email blast from Mitra Jalali, who Did is a you? city council <laughs> person in St.
1: Paul. More money for the oh, Iranian? Yes.
0: And this is another uh, email from the National Iranian uh, National Iranian American Council. And it wants me to know that since Tuesday night... Three Iranian-American women won their races and made history. I don't give a bleep. (laughs) Three wins missed means increased Iranian-American representation in state legislatures. So what? Meaning we're increasing our community's representation at all levels. I don't care. These elected officials will continue to break down barriers in their respective offices and we're f- thrilled to watch them help their communities flourish. Their communities.
1: Right. They're not not worried, my community. I'm worried about you.
0: Your bleepin' community <laughs> Mitra Jalali, you fake first-time candidate and Iranian-American woman Daria Faravar won her election for Washington State Legislature. This is a St. Paul City Councilwoman who was an active member, which she's perfectly entitled to be, of the Iranian-American Council. It has nothing to do with the livability of St. Paul,
1: Minnesota, where she earns her bread and butter. You know it would be great? Getting a one-on-one with her. You. You, the mayor. She's
0: got no There's no chance. I know,
1: there isn't, but... How many streets can you name in the city of Saint Paul, Mitra? <laughs> I'd win. I, when I'd I made joke, my yeah. appearance,
0: when I made my appearance at the Como Park Pavilion, and the entire city council sitting above us, royal,
1: royalty looking down on the peasants, looking
0: down on us peasants. When I spoke, uh, she she didn't have much to say when she looked at me. Hmm. She thought, "Oh God, look at this fruitcake." Hopefully, is here. It doesn't call on me like what we do on the show. Farak Chachi made history as the first Iranian American president to be elected to the Oregon State Legislature. We're also proud of Sarah Amanzadeh, who ran a high powered and inspirational campaign for California State Assembly and was only very narrowly defeated. She lifted up some of the most pressing issues in our communities, like addressing climate crisis. That's not an important issue (laughs) and mobilizing an impressive coalition over allies. We congratulate Sarah and all endorsees who didn't get the results they hoped for. Iranian American women candidates also wrote and signed a powerful letter uh, amplifying the community's demands for solidarity with the Iranian protesters And on a national level, at least five and counting of our congressional endorsees won their races. They're listed below. Representative Pramila Jayapal, Washington. Representative Ro Khanna, California. Representative Rashida Tlaib, Michigan. Representative Ilhan Omar, Minnesota. Representative Seth Moulton, Massachusetts. Overall, We saw our congressional endorsees win races in at least five states spanning the U.S. With allies like them in Congress, NIAC Action, National Iranian American Council, will be able to continue building political power to to further our mission to advance peace, prevent war and inhumane sanctions, secure edible... Equitable immigration policies and protect civil and human rights, including women's rights. Uh, notably, nearly seventy percent of all NIAc Action endorsed candidates this year were women. And I want to thank you in solidarity, Mitra Jalali, senior political advisor, NIAc Action. These morons aren't even smart enough to take me off their mailing list. <laughs>
1: They think that you might slip them a couple of bucks.
3: I'm thinking everything must be perfect in St. Paul, Joe, if she's got time for it. Yeah,
1: they got it all figured out, John. It's all all, uh, all figured out, sure. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. We broke Joe. Hold on. Do you want me to pull up the despondent sounder? No. Okay.
0: (laughs) She is an example of what I said yesterday. She is an example of someone who views political entities, in her case the city council or uh, and also the National Iranian American Council as a means to address personal grievances. And it has nothing to do with the people she represents in St. Paul. Nothing. And that was a, a, a wonderful uh, letter from Walt that uh, tied right into this, this latest email from these Iranian action people who aren't smart enough to take me off their mailing list. <laughs>
1: Oh, um, God. Meanwhile, I shared this with you before the show. Johnny, um, there's a photographer from the Star Tribune. I believe his name is Glenn Stubby, S-T-U-B-B-E.
0: I have okay. no idea mm-hmm. how to pronounce it.
1: Um, but he Maybe kept, it's Stube. Maybe it's Stube. Uh, but he is a photojournalist for the Star Tribune, and he tweeted out a photo of the Huge post election walls cabinet meeting. This is dated November 9th, which a is a massive days ago.
0: number of people, by
1: the way. Forty six, I counted. Forty six people. Wow. It's really neat. They're in the uh, and there's three that are, are are attending said meeting via Zoom mm-hmm. on television and uh saying plotting the course for what comes next, right? We're gonna we're gonna take on and we're gonna move Minnesota forward. That was his message during the election. And um John, if you look at the photo, there's forty six people. Huh. All of them are white, and I said, "Well, wait a minute. What what diversity in this cabinet we have with Governor Walls?" The comments on this photo are hysterical. Just so if you want to go to the Garage Logic Twitter account, um, it's worth yes, your time because it's I'll very funny. That. <laughs> what diversity? See, I know the weather has turned. It's turned rather dramatically.
0: We're what about 40 degrees cooler? How about right now? the
1: drop yesterday, yeah, I mean, man? We
0: were Ooh. yesterday. That doesn't mean you can't shop for a scooter, a golf cart, an electric bike, or a motorcycle. Maybe you like riding Just get EcoFun to keep it for you for the winter. There you go. It solves your problems. I'm talking about EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Brand new store that opened this summer. Fantastic place. It's immediately west of 35E on Highway 97. You can't miss it. And the store that opened this summer as well in Burnsville on uh, the County Road, uh, near County Road 42 on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life off 35W. These are uh, all the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, the electric bikes, these uh, Crossfire golf carts, which are just as cool as hell, motorcycles, Vespas, Prius scooters. I mean, this is top drawer stuff, top drawer service, great apparel and great helmets. And if uh, you say the magic words, I believe that uh, the blooms will keep your purchase over the winter.
1: Secret handshake.
0: Because it's a little tough to ride a new motorcycle home today. A little tough to uh
1: North Dakota they might have some issues with a new bike. A little <laughs> tough
0: to wrestle that new golf cart into the back of the pickup truck today, but uh, have no fear. EcoFun Motorsports is there to help you in all possible ways. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. And uh, find out more at EcoFunMotorsports.com.
2: SeafoamWorks.com is an excellent source on the proper use of all the Seafoam products. They also have some really good advice on their website on reviving bad running small engines. Uh, Now, if you don't know how, it's really nothing to fear. It's pretty easy to learn. Basically, throw in a new plug, new air cleaner, clean that carb out. You know, a blast of top engine cleaner from Seafoam will do that. Clean out that gas tank. That means drain it. And then use fresh gas with a gulp of Seafoam motor treatment. Uh, The motor treatment can also be used to stabilize your fuel for up to two years. You hear us talking about that all the time on gl making it ideal for storing your seasonal stuff and everything it does for small engines it's also going to do for your automobile truck tractor and everything else both gas and diesel powered it's great preventive me- medicine and it's great for reviving engines and trannies too for that matter with seafoam tranny tune you got to check out this we uh, website um, pop around on it check it out seafoamworks.com And you can buy the stuff almost anywhere. That's what I love about them. Our local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere.
1: So I was in communication with Todd of 30 Bales. Yes. Doesn't uh, that sound good? It really does. Uh I think about food and weather like this. I'm probably not alone in that regard. Um, but we want to highlight brunch in this ad this week. And brunch at 30 Bales is spectacular. The uh, the wife and I went, where did we go? Uh, was that The last? wife.
0: That's like saying drive truck.
1: That was last <laughs> year. Oh, it was after it was Valentine's Day weekend. That's exactly when Aww. we went. I know. I'm so romantic. Uh, but there are going to be some new items that we're going to feature next week. But brunch, yes, if you have family in town this weekend, or maybe you just want somewhere to go with the fam, then think of 30 Bales. Uh, the brunch starts at 10 o'clock in the morning, both Saturday and Sunday, and runs till 2 p.m. They also have a different lunch menu Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and, of course, happy hour from 3 to 5 p.m. It's the Scratch Kitchen right there in downtown Hopkins, A GL fan favorite, by the way, I've got to try the pulled pork tacos that are on the menu. I have not tried those yet. The burgers are fantastic. The beauty of 30 Bales is it's going to make everyone happy, whether it's a picky eater, a healthy eater, a burger lover, it doesn't matter. Their menu is fantastic. You will love it. And also the craft cocktails are outstanding. And uh, they have the lunch menu uh, also that's a little bit lighter. So check out their entire menu online at 30Bales.com. If you want to do takeout, online ordering, everything is available at the website. Stop in, say hi to the entire crew, and please let Todd know that you heard about 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins right here on the Garage Logic podcast.
0: Uh, I have another correction to make. I was likening the uh, climate change activists who have gathered in Egypt, flew in there on about 400 private jets, by the way. Yep. Uh, I was likening, likening them to the con artist in the movie The Music Man. Ah, that that fellow's name was Harold Hill, not Henry Hill. Wasn't Henry Hill the and, Ray Liotta character? Yes, in the he mob was. movie, in, in the Goodfellas. Goodfellas, okay. Phil, Goodfellas. Yeah. and, and uh, a
1: real person, right? Wasn't he Henry Hill? I believe so. In, in real yes. life, yes. Do you? Would you like thirty seconds of the president at that very summit yesterday? I would. Okay
3: to help make the transition to a low-carbon future more affordable for everyone, accelerate the carbonation beyond our borders. In fact, the International Energy Agency recently concluded that our significant climate investment will, quote, help turbocharge the the emerging global clean clean energy economy. I was reading their quote.
0: Sorry. <laughs> the uh, fellow who notes that it's uh, Harold Hill is Kendall Lynn. He's a town council member, oh, GL yes. town council member. Yeah. And yes. he and he really would know because he said, I've played him four times oh. in theatrical. <laughs> <programs."> gotcha. Uh, <laughs> and I also uh, note, because this leads me to something I want to talk about. Uh, this is from Patrick, who writes, the Democrats ran a flawless campaign. Politics have greatly changed, and the old-school thinking that the Republicans used does not work with the new swipe right or left generation. You're absolutely correct when you say the schools have been training the young, new voters for years. It takes about 20 years to change a society's thinking. You have to realize the majority of the voters are not old white guys, but they're the new woke generation. The schools have been training these kids that everyone is equal, that test scores don't matter, that achievements do not matter, and that there is no need to keep score. So you see what the Democrats have done is they went out and found out the key points that this generation does not like. Remember, it does not matter where you stand or what you have done in the past. So all the Democratic ads you've seen were all pointed at the Republicans and how bad they were and all the bad things they will do. And soon all the swipe right or left Know uh, is that they don't know why they're go- voting for the person they're voting for, and it doesn't really matter to them. They just know that the other person is bad and do not vote for them. Anyway, that's my observation. And it is the end of the world as we know it, Patrick McKellar. And then back to the idea that uh, candidates are using the electoral, the uh, 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 political entities for personal grievances, we have the uh, the, the major story that across the country, women lgbtq and black candidates broke barriers tuesday what barrier do black candidates face isn't about every mayor in the country black i'm not sure what what the hell we had a black what barriers well anyway across the country women lgbtq and black candidates broke barriers tuesday as part of a new generation of politicians elected to governors offices and seats in congress a number of women serving as governors will hit double digits for the first time in 2023 with at least 12 women to lead states. Ten had already won their races. Two other races had not been decided, but featured women candidates in both parties, to which I say, who gives a bleep? And we got the first lesbian governor. We got, uh, she's uh, going to be Massachusetts governor. She makes history by becoming the country's first Openly lesbian candidate to be elected governor. And then she wants to say to every little girl and every young LGBTQ person out there that uh, I hope tonight shows you that you can be whatever who you want to be and nothing and no one can ever get in your way. Okay. Uh, Let's see. If Democrat Tina Kotek wins Oregon's gubernatorial race where the AP is not declared a winner, she may join Healy in making history as a lesbian candidate elected governor. In Maryland, voters chose Democrat Wes Moore, who will be the state's first black governor. He is the only black candidate in the country to be elected governor. Haven't we had black governors? We have. Yeah. Moore is a combat veteran he led one of the nation's large. I'm not, I, can't, I find it difficult for me to throw in black
1: people with LGBTQ people. Yeah, I don't get that. I, I really don't.
0: I've often wondered, I think I answered my own question yesterday. I wondered why, uh, and I was only limiting it to local and you know, local politics, city councils, what have you. Why they're so populated by uh, LGBTQ people or sympathizers? Well, in the answer, I answered myself. The answer is because we've we've seen such a such a sea change in the political process that, They see that as a place to address personal grievances. Mm -hmm. And they have built-in constituencies of people who have no interest or have no vested interest in the successful running of the civic community at large. They view these entities as a place where they can affirm their identities. Mm -hmm. And thus you have, uh, you know, the city council of Minneapolis's president is trans, and you've got uh, Mitra Jalali fighting for Iranians, and you've got the first uh, lesbian governor of Massachusetts, and, and on and on and on and on. It's because they they have this built-in
1: crowd who will vote for them. And recall, I don't remember how long ago we discussed this, but you have a vested interest because you have family that lives there. You, you were reading a piece, I believe it was from the Chicago Tribune. About the layers of bureaucrats in both Illinois and specifically the city of Chicago, how basically everyone is checking the box, and Chicago and Illinois couldn't be in more trouble. No, oh, they're in dire straits. And what progress is actually being made? None. You have a female black mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Yep. And the sh- and the city is in complete ruin.
0: But here's here's where where uh, not only does the Republican party have to reinvent itself and they must cut ties with Trump. That's it. that's, that should be number one on any reformation of the, of what we're going to call a Republican party cannot include that psychopath that, that cannot happen. That will not lead to anything good. The second thing they must do, they got to recognize this. They got to recognize what I've just been saying. That they they have to somehow figure out a way to make the greatness of America appealing to urban America.
1: They do, yes.
0: They have to figure out a way to get through to the idea that more is at stake here than affirming Lee Finke's identity, who can bring Lee Finke can bring nothing more to Minnesota than the man in the moon in terms of the overall wellness of the civic operation the, the overall wellness of the civic operation has nothing to do with the fact that she's very proud of her pink hair and the fact that she's the first transgender <laughs> legislator god love you but that has nothing to do with running a state but don't you think you know what they're you know oh. what the trans community would argue is that, well, it's important for the state to be run in such a way that trans people have their rights and are affirmed. I, I don't have an argument with that. But that still has nothing to do with running the state. Well, but that's because you're transphobic.
1: I guess. Yes. But, if we
3: established that yesterday.
1: But yeah. back <laughs> to when people like that are elected, those of us that feel despondent on the Wednesday after an election day we tend to throw up our hands and say, we can't compete with this. We can't, we're not, we have, no one's out there looking for the likes of me. No one in an elected position in this state right now. Especially you. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: but the the job Republicans face is is overwhelming. Uh, The temptation is to say they can't do it. The temptation is to throw in the towel and say, we're just going to keep
1: heading and rushing to the mystery. And so many of these people keep voting for ideology. And we all called this. What happened yesterday about declaring Biden's student loan forgiveness unconstitutional. We all freaking called this weeks ago that this was never going to happen. But these saps all looked around and said, well, this is a great idea.
0: Well, interesting you said that. Of course it is. Uh, President Joe Biden's student loan program. Student loan forgiveness plan was denied by a federal judge in Texas last night. The plan announced in August would cancel 10 grand in student loan debt for those making less than 125 grand or households uh, with less than 250 grand in income. This was merely a vote buying scam. Of course it was. And
1: I wonder if this had happened a week ago. If that would have changed anything.
0: Pell Grant recipients who typically demonstrate more financial need will get an additional 10 grand in debt forgiven. The Congressional Budget Office has said the program will cost $400 billion over the next three decades. James Campbell, an attorney for the Nebraska Attorney General's Office, told uh, Autry at an October 12th hearing that... uh, Who's Autry? Uh,
1: Gene. Uh, the Archie.
0: cancellation applies to federal student loans used to attend undergraduate and graduate school. Well, the other questions that might have been asked is well, why don't you, f- why that loan? Why did that loan take preference over any other loan? Well, it's be- there's a number of reasons, uh, chief among them the unholy marriage between the government and big education. Mm-hmm. Big education is going to get their money. But why not forgive? Uh, loans uh, for people of a certain income level who owe the plumber six thousand dollars. An auto loan. Why not forgive the loans of uh, people who uh, went into debt taking a vacation they couldn't afford? You're you're wishing to forgive the debt of people who undertook an education they can't afford. what? what how did we? Do? Well, and the answer is obvious. The answer is you bought votes, and you're you're in a, an unholy concert with.
1: Big education. It's so funny you say that. There was a, a, an individual when this first started to surface that Biden was thinking about forgiving student loans. And there was a, I know you're going to hate this, a TikTok influencer <laughs> that had said, well, this is going to be great because finally I'll be able to, to go on with my life. And then it was, off to Miami with the peace sign, you know, traveling, taking all these right. exotic vacations. But
0: this is, if, if the mystery continues to win, you will forgive the $6,000 uh, debt to the plumber. I don't know how the plumber is going to get fixed because the government has no unholy alliance with plumbers. But what, what, why, why this loan? Well, again, it's because you were buying votes. And, and the unconstitutional part of it is, and this is what the judge found, is that Biden had no legislative authority to do this. Nope. This had to be approved by Congress. Now, he probably faces a Congress that would approve it. But in this country, we are not ruled by an all-powerful executive with a pen and a phone We are ruled by a constitution that provides for three distinct and independent branches of government. The court is not blind to the current political division in our country, but it is fundamental to the survival of our republic. Let me stop right there. We're a constitutional republic, and yet the, the catchphrase during this election is, We have to save our democracy.
1: Get out of my head.
0: Well, is it all? And then Biden said, we've saved democracy. Does that mean you've only saved democracy if, if Democrats win? Isn't it important that other people won too? Why is it only Democrats? That means you've saved democracy. The court is not blind to the current political division in our country, but it is fundamental to the survival of, re, of our republic that the separation of powers is outlined in our Constitution, be preserved. And having interpreted the HEROES Act, uh, the College Forgiveness, apparently, the court holds that it does not provide Clear congressional authorization for the program sponsored by the secretary, Elaine Parker, president of Job Creators Network Foundation, which brought the lawsuit, reacted to the ruling on Thursday. Uh, In any event, the court has correctly ruled that in favor of our motion and deemed the Biden student loan program illegal, The judge criticized the Biden administration program, calling it one of the largest exercises of legislative power without congressional authority in the history of the United States. The ruling protects the rule of law, which requires all Americans to have their voices heard by their federal government. This attempted illegal student loan bailout would have done nothing to address the root cause of unaffordable tuition. Greedy and bloated colleges that raise tuition more than inflation year after year while sitting on $700 billion in endowments. We hope that the court's decision today will lay the groundwork for real solutions to the student loan crisis. Fantastic.
4: Laughing at or dismissing political violence—I don't care if you're a Democrat, Independent, or Moderate Republican. Democracy is on the ballot, and it is time to vote for democracy. I want to ask. You-
0: I can't. You know what? Her voice is getting more grading. G R A T. It just drives me crazy. Isn't? The- anyway, the student loan forgiveness plan is illegal.
1: It's illegal. But it was a vote for democracy. Wasn't it? That's what I thought. I don't
0: think my analogies are that far off. When are you going to start forgiving other loans then? By executive power only. With an election coming up.
1: When's Rook going to get another cash call?
0: That's right. <laughs> He's not going to get one for me. I'll tell you
1: that. For the industry. <laughs>
0: I'm glad we have the Center of the American Experiment in our midst. These are the kinds of conversations they have. They get to the answers. They have a great website, center of, uh, I'm sorry, americanexperiment.org. They have great newsletters and a magazine. They bring in speakers. Right now, you can go to the website, americanexperiment.org, and you can take part in the global... the glow, the Golden Turkey Awards, ah. where every year the center of the American experiment figures out uh, the most folly involved in the misuse of government spending. Uh, leading the leading the candidates, of course, is the two hundred and fifty million dollars in the food fraud scandal and uh, six grand for this and one point three million to pay kids to go outside and 20 grand to promote Home remedies for COVID nineteen. That's just one of the fun things they do during the year. You know what they are? What's that? They're the original pushback think tank, and we're lucky to have them in Minnesota because they're 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 carrying the rock of Sisyphus. They're walking uphill constantly against this uh, blue wave, which we see time and time again. But they're just really good thinkers. They come out with really good positions on controversial public matters, and right now. You, uh, you not only could become a member or a participant, but you can go to the website and vote on the Golden Turkey Award. You can learn more about each nominee and vote on your personal favorite at americanexperiment.org.
1: Yes, it is as you say. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. You know what one we need? Here's a man full of patience. It has (laughs) nothing to do with patience. It has to do with being professional. All we need is just... Do the
0: damn ad! Rise and shine garage
1: doors are here for you, GLers. The absolute best in the business, and I can verify. I had them out at my place last weekend. It's almost like I have a brand new garage door. They went through the 29-point tune-up system, and... All the squeaks, all the little creaks, everything's gone now. It's fantastic. I even got a new garage door opener in the process. So here's what you do. Give them a call today. 651-300-3252. That's 651-300-3252 or... CallRiseAndShine.com. That's their website. So give them a call today, and they can set up something for you seven days a week. Yes, they will come out on a Sunday. They do residential, commercial repairs, and installations of all things related to the garage door. And they have a perfect five-star rating on Google and Yelp, and that's because... Customer service is so important to them. And they're not going to upsell you or anything like that. They're just going to tell you what you probably need to do and what can be held off for a few years. They're locally and family-owned. Josh and Alex, huge GLers, and they grew up right here in the Twin Cities. And if you're outstate, doesn't matter. They'll take care of you. St. Cloud, Mankato, Northfield, Cambridge, Western Wisconsin, Rochester, it doesn't matter. They'll they'll take care of you. And don't forget to ask about the Rooster Club membership. That includes a tune-up on an annual basis, and it'll waive the trip charge. Call is as a website. Please tell them that you heard of what I'm here on the Garage Logic podcast.
3: Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, before I get to the
1: news, Chris, you sound like your allergies and asthma are kind of yeah, bugging you there. Huh? It's allergies and asthma have been kicking my yeah. butt this week. I just There's read this... a
0: piece uh, that sexual activity increases <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> asthma. Did you read that, John? That's, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. I was going to mention that, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> so, so there, not... we
0: now know why you're full of yeah. asthma.
1: There yeah. you go. Phasmatic. I'm really glad my mother-in-law listens to this show on a daily basis.
0: <laughs> well,
3: you're married. Come Hi, on. Sharon. How are you? Uh, uh, also, the other thing I want to uh, mention, I just saw this about two hours ago on Twitter and found it quite amusing. Mickey Rivers, who you you guys, I know, find amusing also. Uh, we
0: we'll go peasant hunting.
3: Uh, yeah, go peasant hunting. He used to have a problem with, a problem with English language on occasion. Uh, on George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin, somebody asked him about their relationship, and Mickey said... Me and George and Billy are two of a kind.
1: (laughs) Oh, you know what that's very comparable to, then? That's very comparable to this one, John. Here we go. Let me start off with two words. Made in yeah, America. That's right. That's
3: three. Yep. In news, one weather <laughs> note before we get into other stuff. If you're traveling west, you want to listen up here. Well, Minnesotans in the Twin Cities did wake up to colder weather yesterday. It wasn't anything like what was happening in North Dakota. Two feet of snow fell in Bismarck. Server for that. The observer for the National Weather Service in Fargo said they only got about an inch of snow in Grand Forks, nine inches as of midnight last night. The North Dakota Department of Transportation said as of 6 a.m. Friday, some no travel advisories had been lifted. Still some road closures in place. Uh, much of Interstate 94, by the way, was closed both ways last night across North Dakota. They have reopened, but travelers are being warned. Travel is hazardous in some of those areas, and obviously lots of flight delays and cancellations posted at airports across that
0: region. Say, let me plug something. There's a great Dennis Anderson piece in the Minneapolis paper today about Bud Grant. I didn't think there were any new Bud Grant stories, but this is a new one. Uh, Bud Grant out hunting uh, up in the Superior, Wisconsin area back in 1940 and getting caught in the, oh. what became known as the Armistice Day blizzard.
1: It's a really good
0: read. It's a, it's, a, it's a good piece. And Bud, of course, survived because Bud's one of those types, if you're on a desert island and there's one turkey leg, you ain't getting any.
1: <laughs> the old trapper found right. a way. The
0: old trapper found a way to survive.
3: I would have loved to have read that, but for some reason I didn't get a newspaper delivery
0: today. Oh, mine two. were there on time.
1: You know, there's this really neat function, John. Where yeah, it's the, called the internet. The oh, the, the the newspapers are now available right on your phone. Yeah, and After if you know a guy that writes for the paper, it's not the same. You can uh, you can it's just log in. quit
0: derailing. Yeah,
1: and it's really
3: easy You're to, to miss, miss stories when you try to read online.
0: Yeah, Real John, easy. let's go.
3: Yes, sir. After Tuesday's elections, political parties setting up their leadership. The new Senate DFL caucus elected a Twin Cities-centric leadership team Thursday, choosing Minneapolis Senator Kerry Dietzick for the post of majority leader. As a majority leader, Dietzick will be responsible for setting and shepherding the Senate Democrats' agenda with the party holding a margin of just over one vote over the GOP. Her selection was a bit of a surprise. It was expected Senator Aaron Murphy of St. Paul had been a considered Uh, considered the favorite for the job the house democrats also chose their leadership team tapping melissa hortman again of brooklyn park for another term as speaker senate republicans newly in the minority also picked new leaders including choosing senator mark johnson as minority leader, starting in january
0: deetsik either married a deetsik or she's got to be Walt's kid waltz kid
3: that's yeah that's what i was thinking yeah Uh, Former Governor Jesse Ventura gave Minnesotans a preview of what a unified DFL control of government might look like next year, and that would include legal weed. Speaking Wednesday on his podcast, the governor's office, Ventura said newly reelected DFL Governor Tim Walz reached out to him after Democrats gained control of both chambers. He said, the governor reassured me that one of the first items that will be passed, cannabis, is going to have its prohibition lifted. Ventura, an independent, went on to say he'll have an invitation waiting for him at the bill signing ceremony if the measure passes the legislature, noting legalizing cannabis was a policy he pushed for when he was governor twenty years ago. A spokeswoman for Governor Walls confirmed the conversation with Ventura did take place.
0: Which what podcast did this take place? That was on the
3: what's called the governor's
0: It wasn't Jesse's. It was a different
3: Uh, On his, it said, speaking Wednesday on his podcast, the governor's office, Ventura said. So it must be his podcast.
0: Must be Walls' podcast.
3: Read the sentence again. Speaking Wednesday on his podcast, the governor's office, Ventura said, his newly reelected, said newly reelected. I didn't know Jesse
0: had a podcast.
3: I, Hmm. I didn't either. The governor's office. Got to send him a letter.
0: Bet that's good.
3: The new head of county sheriff held her first press conference yesterday. She said she would strengthen the relationship between the sheriff's office and city of Minneapolis and said she's looking at creating a separate advisory board to focus on curbing crime in Minnesota's largest uh, city. Sheriff Witt said she's pulling the other transition team so she can be ready on day one. She'll be sworn in January 3rd. She becomes the county's 29th sheriff.
0: I'm never having my picture taken again. Why is that? Uh, Reavers and I had our picture taken with Liz Collin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I'm just never having my picture taken again. We look like two homeless people next to a supermodel.
1: Yeah, she looks very wonderful, and Joe and I look like we just, just got off the bus on Nicollet Avenue. What the hell Nicollet is I'm never
0: doing that again, mm-hmm. ever.
3: I would see that. I'll, I'll have to take a peek at that yeah. one.
0: <laughs> and Liz, if that's on your Snapchat or wherever they are. Facebook. It, take it off no, no 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 that it needs off. to stay up that's good
1: <laughs> it's yeah. good promotion for the show and it was she was a wonderful guest
0: i know but i don't want my picture taken anymore
1: you do Donald... look like uh, john who's the um Jeez. back to the future uh christopher lloyd thank or... you that's yeah. exactly who joe hey! looks
3: like, like he, you you actually look like him. probably on taxi when he was jimmy oh driver.
1: yes he does
3: <laughs> sorry joe yeah that's a cheap shot Donald Trump intends to address the nation during prime time when he makes what he's calling a very big announcement on Tuesday. Don't cover it. But see, they'll
0: cover it because it keeps them alive. Mm
3: Trump announcement scheduled for 9 p.m., according to Alex Leary of The Wall Street Journal. That would be 8 p.m. our time. The former president widely expected to announce a 2024 comeback attempt. Trump aides have worried that announcing a presidential bid could negatively impact Republican Herschel Walker in Georgia's December 6th runoff. The rush to announce comes as Governor Ron DeSantis has received coverage from the conservative media after his landslide reelection in Florida.
0: Don't fall for it, people. Don't don't fall for Trump. He's not your answer. Never has been. He's a, a sociopathic psycho.
3: This next story, this stuff confuses Allegedly. me. Allegedly. <laughs> this stuff confuses me, so I'll just read this story. Sam Bankman-Fried's cri- uh, cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, has now filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the U.S., according to a company statement posted on Twitter. Bankman Freed also stepped down as CEO. He's been replaced by John J. Ray III. About 130 additional affiliated companies are part of the proceedings, including Alameda Research, Bankman Freed's crypto trading firm, FTX.us, the company's U.S. subsidiary. Okay, you guys with all that?
0: Did the umpires wear FTX (laughs) on their uniforms? They
1: did. They did.
0: That means they were receiving sponsorship from this place that's crashing.
1: I that's that correct. Was, yeah. Wasn't that an MLB sponsorship? I have no that idea. Was, it was, yeah. yes. Stay I off your phone. I was texting your one o'clock guest. Oh, that's all right then. Okay.
3: I looked it up during uh the I think it was the All Star game, I noticed it, and I looked it up, and yes.
1: That World, World Series was two, wasn't it, John? I'll crypto yeah. looking yeah. out for you today. It was a lot better a while
0: a while yeah. ago. What a bunch of BS that
1: is. Still made some money. Oh
0: BS. I don't FTX know. FTX founder.
3: <laughs> FDXer founder Bankman Freed admitted on Thursday that he, quote, bleeped up. And the bleep starts with an F, if you don't oh. know. so uh, yeah. Continuing with uh, some business chaos, Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, raised the possibility of them going bankrupt, capping a chaotic day that included a warning from a U.S. privacy regulator and the exit of the company's trust and safety leader. The billionaire on his first mass call with employees said he could not rule out bankruptcy, Bloomberg News reporting two weeks after buying it for $44 billion, he is now losing about $4 million per day with advertisers leaving the company. Wow. In his company-wide email, Musk said they'd have to boost subscription revenue to offset falling advertising income. Meanwhile, Yoel Roth, who has overseen Twitter's response to combat hate, speech, and misinformation, told two people familiar with the matter he resigned yesterday. Uh, Also, earlier in the day, Twitter's chief information security officer, Leah Kissner tweeted that she had quit. And Chief Privacy Officer Damien Kieran and Chief Compliance Officer Marianne Fogarty also resigned, according to an internal message. All those resignations are leaving observers in the tech world concerned about how safe information of Twitter users is at this point. Couple of deaths in the entertainment media world. Uh, Back in the days, sports was every uh, before sports was everywhere on television. When CNN first hit the airwaves, there was a great program called Sports Tonight.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm unaware of it.
3: Oh, you! I'm sure you must have seen it. 1980ish. It was hosted by the late great Nick Charles, who died in 2011, and by the great Fred Hickman, who we lost this week to liver cancer. Hickman worked at CNN until 2001 doing sports. When he moved to the Yes Network, he then worked at ESPN and Fox Sports South. Recently, he served as an anchor and managing editor at Black News Channel. Tributes pouring in after his death from sportscasters and writers all around the U.S., citing him and Charles as huge influences on what has followed in sports broadcasting. Fred Hickman was 66. Love him or hate him, comedian Gallagher. Famously known for smashing watermelons, has died. That no! was that was his
0: bed. He smashed watermelons. That oh, was, was his bed. He, he was all big kinds deal. of
3: all kinds of fruit, mostly watermelons. How old though. was he, Johnny? Seventy-six. Oh wow, he, I wouldn't have guessed he was that old. He was. He'd been sick for a while. I don't know if you remember Chris, but he had a bunch of heart attacks even when he was still performing. I did not. Uh, he died while under hospice care in the Palm Spring area. He died of mass a massive organ failure. He had been in ill health for a while, suffering numerous heart attacks over. Uh, the years, his big thing, as we said, he would put a big watermelon on the uh, uh, table and he would squash it with a big hammer, and that would get all the fans in the front rows full Look of watermelon.
0: Why was that funny?
3: It's it, well, just my opinion. I hate editorializing, yeah. but it was it wasn't. Huh. But some folks found him hysterical.
0: That's funny, I guess. Yeah. Uh huh.
3: Good news for Taylor Swift fans clamoring to get tickets to her June 24th performance at US Bank Stadium. She has tacked on a second concert. The Pop Megastar will also now play June 23rd, the night before her already scheduled date. The show is among 17 new dates added to the itinerary for her ERA's tour tickets, which start going on sale Tuesday via Ticketmaster's verified fan program. Minnesota fans will have a better chance of getting a seat at a relatively affordable price with the second concert now in the mix. Tickets to both shows priced uh, 49 to $449. What? What's a- the price range? Forty nine dollars to four hundred
0: forty nine dollars. I'm a. My name is Mud. If I don't come through on this, well, why don't
3: you get the Dr. VIP Mud. package? Get the VIP package. There you 100, go. 9, $199 to eight ninety
0: nine VIP package. What does option. that get you? To you get to meet her? Wouldn't the girls uh, love that? I don't know. I'm I, I, would, sure. I would doubt it. I got a lot of uh, birds there uh, squawking at me about this. I got to come through.
3: There, uh, there is. Uh, they some take worry. out a damn loan. Well, I bet also it could s- get
0: forgiven, though.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. There
3: you go. Yeah. Yeah. Dear there, Mr. Biden. There, there's also some worry about Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing, which caused all the hoo-ha with the Bruce uh, Springsteen tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, so the, the prices Ticketmaster. Made, oh, Ticketmaster should be bleep. They but are That's evil. another story. They are yeah. evil. Well, I can't argue with you.
0: I'll, I'll anyway. get them somehow. I'll get them.
3: Divers for a History Channel documentary. On, on Tuesday, World do you
0: have to go somewhere to get them? I, I, I you have to know. go to a ticket window, something like a well, you can, or You can
3: call or go online, I would assume. I, I don't oh. think you, that's probably not your best bet going online. No. you am no. no shot.
0: i got no shot. Do no I? shot. I have to. Yeah. I have to have a shot.
3: I think you better find some important people and talk to them. I that's, think That's I what will. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I think you better do that. Divers for a History Channel documentary on World War II-era ocean wrecks have instead found a large, long-missing piece of the space shuttle Challenger, which exploded and fell into the Atlantic Ocean 73 seconds after liftoff on January 28, 1986. NASA confirming the authenticity of the find after viewing footage of the dive. The 20-foot piece of the shuttle was discovered by divers exactly when is unclear. They're filming the upcoming History Channel documentary, The Bermuda Triangle, into cursed waters. Though they were looking for World War II era wreckages, the divers noticed what NASA described as a human-made object covered partially by sand on the seafloor. According to NASA, the proximity to the Florida Space Coast, along with the artifacts, modern construction and the presence of eight inch square tiles led the documentary team to contact NASA. NASA said it's currently considering what additional actions it may take regarding the artifact that will properly honor the legacy of Challenger's fallen astronauts and the families who love
0: them. And what's left of the astronauts, uh, which is I would imagine nothing, uh, is in the ocean, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How deep was this water? They they. It doesn't down the say in the story.
3: Yeah, they were down there scuba. I saw oh. some footage of it actually. Hmm. So,
0: I can still see that in my mind's eye. Oh that, yeah, that explosion.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly. The head of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection is being forced out of his job, leading the nation's largest law enforcement agency as the number of illegal crossings rose to the highest level ever recorded in a fiscal year. According to two people familiar with the matter, Chris Magnus, who has been on the Senate confirmed job less than a year, was told to resign or be fired. According to two people who had been briefed on the matter, but not authorized to speak publicly, it's part of a larger shakeup expected at Homeland Security as border officials struggle to manage a wave of migrants and increasingly those coming from countries
0: like Venezuela. John, thank you. You're welcome. Let's go get Patrick.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm trying to hear the song. I am trying to hear the song.
4: Hey, Pat. Yes, sir. Are there <laughs> high school football games tonight? There are high school football games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for the seven classes. I was at one last night at St. Anthony Village on the artificial turf. Jackson from down in the southwest corner and Howard Lake. And damn, that wind was cold. Woo. That was, uh, Where was this game happened. played? Uh, St. Anthony up and uh, they, they're they they're playing all the quarterfinal games, which is the first round of the state tournament, on artificial turf fields. Huh. So uh, they uh, because of the lateness of the year, they don't want to put them on mud. So they uh, you know you, you got Jackson coming all the way from uh, southwestern Minnesota to play. Howard Lake, Joe, was uh, two and thirty-three the last four years. They went out and had a nine and two year. They knocked off Minneapolis North, but uh, they ran into a little more than they could chew yesterday and uh, got beat 27 to nothing. But I love this team. Do you know why? I don't. Eleven games, they threw nineteen passes. Yeah, wow. it was, it was half, the game started at seven. It was seven forty-two at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> it was seven. That's wonderful. Threw, with a two-minute delay to fix the chain, yeah, <laughs> the chain was broken. They slowed us down. They they now at the end when they were getting beat, they threw a few threw a few futile passes. But uh, the game was still over before nine o'clock.
1: So, that's fantastic. Um, you got Stillwater, Lakeville at Eden Prairie, Maple Grove against East Ridge at Chan Hansen High School, uh, and that is class. Is that six a? Yeah, that's
4: six a. Tonight. I would think
0: TV would have a certain bet at this time of year showing one or two of those locally. Uh,
4: well, they uh, you know the prep bowl is now played in inside uh, when you get to the semifinals. Yeah. Now this year, next so next weekend, all these teams will be at the in the in the big dome. But n- n- this year, the Vikings have a Thursday night Thanksgiving night game. Mm-hmm. So they pre- they won't let the prep bowl play their Friday and Saturday. I don't know why. Always, Can't you move all your crap out of the way and let them start on Friday? But the prep bowl is now being played the first weekend in December. My so- word. Yes, it, it was traditionally after Friday and Saturday on, uh, yeah. on Thanksgiving. but the, uh, the Vikings don't like the Prep Bowl because uh, and, and the old people because they don't get any rent, uh, part of the deal when we built the People's Stadium was that uh, the high school league got eight free days in there. Well, and, uh, they'd have a right
1: to bitch if they paid for more of it. Other than that, to hell with the Vikings. Wait a minute.
4: This is the
0: people's <laughs> stadium, and the high schools can't play there the day after the Vikings after, play. After a
4: Viking game. <laughs> what is the rationale, yeah. I wonder? I They must have so much signage and stuff up. But here, they, I think they, in the past, have played four games on – Friday and three games on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Okay. So why
4: not play three games on Friday and four games on Saturday? And tell the Vikings you got to have all your crap out of there by noon. Yeah, you know, we're going to start playing. I yeah, don't know. I don't know why they're making them wait another week, but uh, you know they're they uh, the. The people who run the stadium do not like those free games for three days that they have to give away.
1: Pat, what was the team
4: that you mentioned
1: that that never throws the ball? What what te- what high school was Howard
4: that? Lake Waverly Winston.
1: I know that they're not in the same class, but imagine if Howard Lake played Hutch. That game would yeah, take would
4: six be... seconds to play. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, <laughs> last year, Hutch, I believe, and there's three state tournament games as they rolled to the title. They threw seven passes. Wow. (laughs) I know the... That's a sports writer's dream. Oh Yes, Yes, I know the Rosbergs well. Grady was their legendary coach, succeeded by his son Andy, and they still got it rolling. And I always tell them, when I die, I want to come back as a guy that covers Hutchinson football. Yeah. (laughs) Man, you could be out for dinner by 8 (laughs) o'clock. I want to work for the Hutch daily and come back and... uh, And have those hour and 50-minute football games, it's fantastic. Say, Pat, I didn't think there were any new Bud
0: Grant stories, but uh, Dennis Sanders had a nice piece today.
4: Oh, that was great. That was a great little twist on the Armistice Day blizzard. It really was. Uh Bud was
0: out Uh hunting and got caught in the storm. Of course, you go back
4: to the days, and I go back to the days, especially at the St. Paul paper, where we never failed to have a page-one story on the Armistice Day blizzard uh, for ever and uh, nothing, today. To be, nothing today, nothing today. Had to be the late '80s before we stopped doing that because yeah. we had uh, we had some old Irish managing editors who weren't going to let the blizzard get away from us. But that was a great piece. And every um, year we'd
0: have the yeah. picture of the cars stalled under the bridge at yep. Minnetonka.
4: Yeah. yes yes they should we with that ran online it wasn't with the Dennis's column but yeah. they broke that picture out for the online version yeah where you could only see the <laughs> tops of the very cars
2: <laughs> uh well yeah,
4: some about the uh something about the low pressure in that storm was very unusual Joe i, I don't know that i'm not uh, my son's a meteorologist i'm not someday I'll have to ask him <laughs> about
0: that. Well, low pressure is why you get all this rough weather on Superior at this time of year. Oh, man. Yeah.
4: I was watching the waves the other day. I saw them on somebody put out a video of them. Man, I was feeling I'd, I I got to drive. Promise me a day when they're just howling. Oh, I love that, too. I, I love up it. There and look at them. You know, I understand the weather pattern. Pick up the calceta clipper. <laughs> Swings down. Swings up, yep. Lake front, influence, <laughs> yep. and out. Yep. Yep. You know, I after Denny said that, <laughs> I still didn't stop feuding with him. I should have said, okay. This guy is now one of my favorite characters ever and I should have embraced him, don't yep, you think? Yep. <laughs> I mean, anybody who can babble like that and have us all writing it down like it means something is pretty damn smart.
1: I'll That's right. That. Are we gonna get one in <laughs> Buffalo on Sunday? I forgot to look. I well, don't you know it's how you gonna be
4: a real Pat has pointed this
0: out. That the Vikings got real lucky when they played Miami because Uma Guga wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah,
4: right. Now now uh Josh Allen might not play. Right. Not, probably won't play. We, our old friend Case is going to be the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. They're using up all their luck, man. They're going to have a. They're gonna have a home playoff game against the seventh seed and they're gonna <laughs> everything that can't go wrong is gonna go wrong and they're gonna end up getting beat. Uh, Buffalo
1: could have weather Sunday. You've got, according to weather.com for Sunday, a high of thirty-nine with the chance of rain and snow. How in about Buffalo. Wind. I want wind. Uh wind how is, close is the ballpark to the lake? It's a few miles. All right. All right. But it's still when I went to the playoff game against New England. That wind was howling, oh, and it I like was that. freezing. I like that.
4: And you're not, Pat, yeah. Reavers ain't going this I'm week. I'm not
1: going this this
4: time. No, they have to do but, it without me. Uh, did the wife put her foot down on this one? And she, said, no, uh, she
1: she may have had a say in, in I was going to say, matter. she <laughs> had a, a voice. Yes,
0: she, it? she did. She yeah. did.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she should. Can I make a political comment? Well,
0: well, I've been waiting for uh, it. Oh, God. <laughs>
4: this is, will be remembered as one of the greatest days in Republican history. You might have lost the election, but you got rid of the megalomaniac.
0: Not yet we haven't. That psycho is <laughs> still standing know. there.
4: Yeah, but he, he's done. He's done. They're going to drop him but like a bad habit. And, uh, you know, you got a guy just as crazy but much smarter <laughs> in DeSantis. <laughs> and, boy, it took the New York Post four minutes to drop him, didn't it, yeah. uh, Tom, Trump? It was, uh, what, Tuesday, Wednesday morning it said, the future, and then they had a cartoon of him on Thursday morning of Trump in the in the front page. Of, you know. So Rupert, I think, has been waiting to drop him, but it's uh, it was a triumph for the, uh, in the long run, it'll be a triumph for the Republican Party.
0: I cannot disagree with you. Uh, they got to cut ties with this moron. Oh God, he's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> he,
4: you know, he's, you know, they people call him a narcissist. Are you crazy? He's a that
0: sociopath.
4: Isn't on, that isn't even on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. as where this guy is. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's. He. Why would he start taking on DeSantis?
0: last week because he ago. can't okay. stand the sh- spotlight being shined elsewhere
1: although i did yeah. see from a political pundit um that suggested if if herschel doesn't get the seat maybe a herschel trump ticket in 2024 out of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i believe that that person was serious
4: uh, well, Yikes. Well, anyway. how about your boy
0: herschel. fetterman i bet you were happy about that one I was, yep.
4: considering the other guy's a complete lunatic. Well. He'll be okay. I like a guy who doesn't wear a suit. Yeah, you know? He'll be fine. Enough be <laughs> the, Bab- the
0: Babylon Bee had a great headline that a uh, congratulatory Biden call to Fetterman took three hours because neither of them could form a <laughs> coherent sentence.
4: Yeah, but Fetterman's uh, acceptance speech wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. kind of halted a few yeah. times, but he was okay. He'll be fine. He bettered this moron. Dr. Oz, you know what your problem is? <laughs> You nominated the wrong people. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, 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 I, I got nothing against that. Scott Jensen, but he's a moron as a politician, okay? And not only did he lose, he took down the whole ticket with him. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Well, he got out of the gate he, poorly,
4: Patrick. Yes. The old Holocaust, followed by <laughs> ventilators kill people. COVID doesn't. That doesn't, that doesn't. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I say this stuff and I get
4: emails, so I'm yeah. glad to hear
3: Pat say it.
4: <laughs> oh, no, he's—I mean, it was it, Walls was vulnerable as hell. If they would have nominated somebody who was not a lunatic,
1: Patrick, uh, Patrick. the uh, the former president was asked about his various endorsements.
0: Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit, and if they lose, <laughs> I should not be blamed at all. Okay? But it'll probably be just the opposite. And people, uh-huh. he's being serious when he says no, this. He's being uh yeah, but, that's how uh, effed up this guy is.
4: That see what the the other thing for the Republican Party instead, you won't have to start nominating all these people who you know march behind all the nonsense that he spews. So uh, it's uh, the the DFLers can go out and celebrate, but not for long. I don't think. So
1: how would you sum up all of the football picks that we used to do on the ride with Roycey?
0: Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit, and if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. No, I should not
2: be blamed at all.
4: What a, what a Oy, sick human being. How are you? Yeah. Oh, God. He's uh Yeah. Is is Melanie going to dump him here? I'm oh, just
0: soon. thinking the same thing. How long is she going to hang on to this nonsense?
4: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Jeez,
0: Maybe she's as goofy yeah. as he is.
4: Well, she, she, he's blaming her for Dr. Oz. Did you see that? She told him to endorse yeah. Oz. And
0: said her fault. Her fault. Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> well, think of how bad Oz would have gotten beat if Fetterman had, had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> you know? he would have gotten beat by 10 points. Yeah. So, All right. anyway, Florida's gone, though. Florida's now Texas, so, uh. I don't. Uh, the path for the Democrats to uh, be elected president are not easy anymore. When you lost both those huge states.
1: So, well, you'll live, I, son.
4: Well, yeah, I'm out of there. I'm out. Yep, of there. you
1: got out just in time.
4: Too many snakes.
1: Too many Republicans. Serpents. I gotta get
4: that too,
0: out. Many too many snakes, snakes and too many too Republicans. Many
4: Republicans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, are you going to cover a game tonight?
4: Oh. No, I'm not. I'm going over to watch St. Thomas play basketball tonight. I'm, uh, they uh, they got a home game and they're uh, they got a promising young team. And I'm going to write a column ripping the Gophers for not playing them in basketball. They but gave they Creighton have... a. Did they give Creighton a good run? Yeah, they were what six minutes to go. They were ahead of them by two. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, Creighton's rated right eighth or ninth. I was going to say Creighton's got a good team. Are you going uh,
0: to are you going to talk game? to Coach Tower? Oh yeah, say hello to him for me. One of the great guys of all time. He's he a, and he's uh, when he was on the Creighton uh, basketball team, the tallest manager in in uh, state <laughs> history was uh, was with him.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wasn't was rookie? Uh, wonder him. Uh, didn't he coach rookie when he was very? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or, no, that was Johnny's dad that coached rookie.
0: Right? Yeah, John's dad did not Johnny
4: Tower. No. Yeah, in dad. fact, yeah, wasn't. It- Johnny's John dad, dad, the one that thought the uh, the, the layup was very, edible. yeah, he he
1: <laughs> witnessed the double pump layup in right. person. <laughs> the double pump
4: layup. He said, oh, "Here,
0: see if you can jump over this piece of paper."
4: Yeah, I got to tell you one more thing. Did you guys see the picture of Freddie Classo at the Viking game that I, I had a gopher game that I tweeted out? No. No. Somebody. Okay. Fred Knight. Uh, John Wareham, who's the library guy at the Star Tribune, was looking up some stuff, and he ran across a picture from a Gopher game in 1969, the last game of the year against Wisconsin when the Gophers are drubbing him. And in there, they have Fred, uh, by the way, this is a different type, they have Fred Glasso, Glasso in the cut line with his home address. Wow. Home address, <laughs> Fred Glasso of such and such, such and such Minneapolis, Cheers for the Gophers. Look it up. It's in my Twitter account. It's Freddy there. Freddy the Gardener. He took a day off from mulching to, uh, to go root for the golfers. <laughs> <laughs> definitely Freddy. He wanted to know if that was Freddy. Hell yes, that's Freddy.
0: Yeah. I'll talk to you Monday. See ya. Goodbye. All
4: right. <gasps> I I never.
0: He, te- I, th- I think even Patrick has an estate plan.
1: You never disappoint. You have
0: to. We all need one. And Eckberg Lammers Law Firm has been helping people establish estate plans and wills and family property transfers and you name it for more than 70 years. And if you don't think you need an estate plan, think again, because we all have stuff. Doesn't matter how much. It doesn't matter how old you are. You want to be prepared so you don't leave your family in a lurch. You don't want them in a lurch. You want to keep your future plans out of the hands of the courts. And that's why Eckberg Lammers can help you. Your estate will transition smoothly the way you want. They've been doing this for a long time. They, uh, they know how to do it. They specialize in this. And if you don't think you need one, think again. We all have stuff. And unfortunately, we're all going to pass from this area. There's another euphemism for dying. This area, yeah, we got to pass from this area. <laughs> so if you don't have a plan in place for your family, the courts will decide for you. You can prevent that. Call Eckberg Lammers and make an appointment to take care of this. I don't care how old you are. It's important. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah. Nice, a, I'm going to do that again. Okay. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878. Or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com slash will. Uh, uh.
4: This guy wears many hats,
0: just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Thank God today is
2: Friday. T G T I
0: I-something.
4: <laughs> It's a
3: scramble.
1: Sushi Boy, we got an email from a town council member, Kelly Collins. She has signed up. 10 bucks a month, $100 a year, 24-7 access to all sorts of garage logic stuff, including video of the entire show on and off the air every single day. Uh, subject line, Taylor Swift. You were worried about how you're going to get a hold of Taylor Swift tickets. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yeah. Joe, you have to become a verified fan first on Ticketmaster. It's super easy, but must do prior to Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I like your chances of signing up for that.
0: Verified fan? I, I'm not going to become one. I think you should. I don't even know what that means. You just go online and you do the thing. Who do you go to? Taylorswift.com. com. Do you have to go to a window somewhere? Probably. A building? Where's the building? Where's the ticket counter? Fifth,
1: fifth and Hennepin. I think you just got to stand there. Stand at there and get a ticket. <laughs> Wait for him to come to you. <laughs> Do you even I get tickets get... anymore? Or is it all electric? I believe at US Bank it is all digital. And I don't do that. Well, I got news for you. There are very few places that actually have physical tickets anymore. Uh hail the flashlight king.
0: Hail, hail you. you. Joe, I am one of your twenty-two year old hopefuls from up north. I have spent all my life in vacation land making a living and now owning my own business. The house is bought and almost paid for, vehicles paid for, and more importantly, a life full of money thus far. The world is always failing, but I wanted to shed some light as to what the young, hardworking kids like myself think. I also have a link to a video recently that spoke a lot of the controversy that a person like I think of, like me think of around us. Most of the people I know and grow up around don't think like myself. We have never experienced hardship like in the 70s, 40s and 20s, well, I should throw in the 30s. But the one thing I do know is the world does not stop. Whether I put my vote in the box and pray or go to sleep knowing that I have enough money being brought in for the family I aspire for, Moral: the moral of my babbling and now to my point, there are more that think like myself, although I'm ready for nothing. What? Wood and a fire. Walking miles for my meals to be caught, not bought. Any advice for a true blue-collar listening is better than none. We do not back down. Please let that be you as well and believe. This is from Maverick up north. All right? I think what he's telling me is that there's a lot of 22-year-olds who get it. Okay. Good to know. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park at Om Pumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Limans at WorldwideWaftage.com.
1: Uh, this is uh, on this day. Joe, today is Veterans Day, November 11th. On eight, in
0: 1856, 13 New Ulm residents established the state's first chapter of turn-varying the turn varying motto is a sound mind and a sound body, and members sponsor social, educational, and physical events. All right. Huh. On this day in 1859, the Athenaeum, a structure dedicated to educational lectures and social events for Germans, opened in St. Paul. We've got kind of a cultural thing going today. Really do, yeah. On this day in 1919 November 11 The American Legion, a veterans organization, held its first convention in Minneapolis. The convention began on November 10 and ended on November 12. Hmm. All right. And finally on this day in 1940 November 11 The Armistice Day blizzard stroke, hmm. trapping hunters in lakes and drivers on roads. 49 people died when temperatures suddenly dropped from the 60s to below zero. Pilot Max Conrad of Winona earned hero honors for taking up his Piper Cub into the 50-mile-an-hour winds and dropping supplies and leading rescuers to trapped hunters. Uh, That storm uh, sounds like it would have been just as problematic In today's era. Oh,
1: I'll say. For sure.
0: If you were caught out in it.
1: And when you read Dennis's piece, at least I've read the online version, the the clip of the next day's newspaper is interesting to read as well. Mm -hmm. That accompanies the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But what I mean is, despite modern technology and despite advanced warnings, uh, we could easily wake up to a November day. Well, we did yesterday. To a day in the 60s. It was warm and humid. And, and people could have uh, easily been caught in the transformation. Yesterday, the weather did switch, but nothing violent. It just mm-hmm. got colder and windier, mm-hmm. and it did not
1: result, at least in the metro area, did not result in any precipitation. But had we had the precipitation that we had the previous day, look at how much snow we would have had, huh? Well, that... Bismarck. Oh, I, Bismarck.
0: Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is the Armistice Day blizzard could have been just as Horrific today, mm-hmm.
1: despite yes. despite our modernity. I don't know why, but the saddest part of that, and there's a number of sad elements to that story. But the kids walking home from school—that's mm-hmm. one. Oh, we lost a few of them. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, I looked up Max Conrad, the pilot they talked mm-hmm. about. His New York Times obit has nothing about the Armistice Day blizzard. Really, he was famous for a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, a lot of international flights. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. He set speed records and light planes, flew around the world several times when he shouldn't have been able to make it in small planes.
0: Does the, does the Obit mention Winona? Yeah, it mentions he's from Winona, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and
3: grew up here and uh, born and raised in Winona, attended the U of M, University of Notre Dame, Marquette, University of California, and Colorado College. Why did he, also... he attend
0: so many schools? Uh, that I don't know. Well, what did he end up being? A... A pilot of science?
3: No, he was just a pilot.
1: He Um, could have been like my... What year was the
0: obit written?
3: The obit was written in 1979. He died Hmm. in 1979, April 3rd, Hmm. looks like.
1: 1979. Well, my buddy Pete attended a lot of schools, but that's because he kept getting kicked out for drinking. Right. That That'll was happen. a little bit yeah, different. I, I,
3: I don't think that uh, that was the case here. Well, wow, uh, he was, a highly just, decorated he, was a, he was a flyer. That's it. He set cool. six distance and endurance records. He crossed the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans over 200 times. And he was philosophical about the occupation that kept him from home so much. So apparently he just flew everywhere. Cool. He, flew, he, flew, he took him over, he flew over the north
0: and south poles.: Thanks, Max. Thank yeah, you, G. Cool
1: Thank you. Uh, GLers, as we mentioned, if you want, you can sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. You can find out more information also at garagelogic.com. And as long as you're online, head on over to the Garage Logic YouTube page because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. That's right, multiple videos every day for you to enjoy. And social media is a place you can also enjoy some stuff. Garage Logic is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Pod MN is your home for the Garage Logic podcast where if you listen to Garage Logic there you have the chance to win daily prizes via Pod MN. Have a great weekend.